Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I am your host, Karen Curtis. And you may not know this about Florida, but we do like our guns. And we have something called a stand your ground law that was passed in 2005. The law allows those who feel a reasonable threat of death or bodily injury to meet force with force rather than to retreat, which means you can shoot anybody coming through your door that you think is going to hurt you. As my ex-husband used to say, fire a warning shot through the heart and then ask, who is it? <laughs> we had a 44. The standard ground law is similar to the castle doctrine law that asserts that a person does not need to retreat if their home is attacked. But what if you're in a movie theater? What if you're in a movie theater near Tampa with your wife and the guy in front of you doesn't stop texting as the previews are starting to show? The theater's dark. Well, this episode is about the two men who are sitting in the Florida movie theater with their two wives in 2014, not far from one another. The one guy, the older gentleman, is behind the young guy who's texting next to his hot wife. So as lights go down, an announcement, of course, is made on the silver screen. Silence your cell phones, turn off your cell phones. You know, they have like the little cartoon thing. Well, 43-year-old Chad Olson didn't do that. He continued to madly text, but what the old guy behind him didn't know was that he was texting his child's babysitter. It was reported that it was, he was texting the daycare center. He was texting the babysitter, and the guy sitting behind him got pissed off. He was a retired cop, 71-year-old Curtis Reeves. Not Christopher, but Curtis Reeves. He's an old guy, right? He says he has arthritis, and but he used to be a SWAT guy, so he knows the law. When you are former law enforcement, you take things very seriously. You're by the book kind of guy. That's what he was. He's retired police SWAT commander. And he's sitting behind this guy who is failing to obey theater rules to silence and turn off his cell phone. So it happened eight years ago. And this argument sparked by the cell phone usage escalated into thrown popcorn, and then it escalated into a gunshot. Okay, when the deputy uh, gets in there, okay? Yes, I yes. Want you, okay. Uh, I okay, I want you to point out, want to point out the intruder. Uh, will you be able to do that discreetly? Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to do that. Okay, so the 911 call lasted 11 minutes, and deputies arrived four minutes after the 911 call was made after the shot was fired and the 911 call was made the guy on the phone was a nurse by the way so he was able to apply pressure i'm going to play the longer version of the call pretty soon here but paramedics could not enter the theater for three minutes until officers could confirm that the shooter was not a threat see at that point i mean the theater's dark and they didn't know that he was former law enforcement. They didn't know that, you know, he wasn't going to shoot up the place like in Colorado. I mean, you just don't know. When it's dark, it's very scary. So let's listen to the recollection of what happened that day. I think it was a matinee from the shooter, Curtis Reeves, 
and also from Chad Olson's wife, Nicole, who was sitting right next to him. She was actually shot in the finger. Apparently, Curtis Reeves shot one time. And you're going to find out that he did so with his glasses askew, so he had blurred vision. He shot one time, and he hit Chad Olson in the chest. It was a fatal shot. And Nicole got hit in the finger, so her hand must have been in front of his chest. She was trying to calm him down, basically, because he was very upset. So here's Curtis Reeves' recollection of what happened in that dark movie theater on that fateful day. I just leaned over. And I said, you leave me no alternative other than to notify the management. And, and how did he respond to that? Uh, he didn't give a f- what I did. And that was pretty loud. And he didn't turn around either. He was still facing away from it. Mr. Reeves, why at that point in time didn't you just uh, move your seats? Well, the, the guy was just being mouthy. I, I mean, I had a career of dealing with people like that. It, it didn't present a threat to me. I, I probably didn't think about how it affected my wife. but. To me, it was, it was not, there was no, I saw no threat to it at all. And so you get up to do what? I, I got up to go to, uh, down the aisle to the end to, to go to the manager's office. Okay. So here he is, Mr. By the Book. You have your cell phone, you're using it in a dark theater, you're not supposed to, and then you did not acquiesce to my command, my order to put the cell phone down. So I'm going to go up the chain of command and I'm going to get your ass booted out of here. Here is Chad Olson's wife, Nicole's recollection of what happened. How did your husband respond? What words did he say? He says, what's your problem? The movie hasn't even started yet. You know, I'm not making any noise, not verbatim, but kind of blowing, blowing him off, just kind of basically not... Not turning around, not acknowledging them. Okay, so there's one version. There's another version. Apparently, there were a lot of F-bombs, according to Curtis Reeves. So he's going to go talk to the manager. Okay, my name is Karen, so I know all about talking to the manager. Okay, that's what I'm about, right? Is if you don't do what I say, I'm going to go to the manager. Because that's what all Karens do. Oh, God. Why? I'm so sorry my name is Karen. Anyway, so here's Curtis out in the lobby. He's trying to find the manager so that he can complain about the guy that's sitting in front of him texting before the movie starts. Okay, did you wait for your turn to speak to the manager? Yes, sir. I waited until he acknowledged me. And uh, can you tell the ladies and gentlemen of the jury exactly what you told the manager at that meeting? I I told him that uh, there was a... That's that I... I kind of apologized to him and said, I, I feel kind of strange doing this, but this is, I'm, this is a, I'm a guy complaining on another guy. I said, but I've got a guy sitting in front of me that uh, is using his cell phone, and I asked him politely to put his cell phone away, and I said he used a lot of profanity, and I said, I don't feel comfortable talking to this guy again. Uh, could you help me out? Okay, and, uh, and what did he say? He responded that he would take care of it. Yeah. Believe me. Curtis Reeves was delighted in every moment of narking on this guy who would not put his cell phone away in the movie theater. Because that's his makeup. That's what he does. Is He is on the right side of the law. And when he's right, he's right. And if you don't acquiesce, you're in trouble. And I'm going to take care of it. Boom. So... Little did Chad Olson know, but Curtis Reeves was packing. 
and he had a gun in his right pocket, right front pants pocket, just waiting to be pulled. Uh, a movement caught me, caught me off on the right side of my eye, and I turned my head to look at him, and almost immediately, he had turned and was on his feet, and and I, I had uh, something between me and the theater screen that I, I saw a, just a flash of a reflection off of, and and then I, then everything went kind of uh, fuzzy. Uh, I've never been encountered by somebody exhibiting that uncontrolled anger or rage. At some point at that at that time, I, I had no other choice, and I reached for my pistol. He had no other choice. All this passed through my mind right away is, why is somebody acting like that over such a trivial thing? I, I, I still haven't figured that out. Is he talking about himself or is he talking about Chad Olson? Because I would think that applies to both of them. Anyway, according to Reeves, he pulled his gun because he felt that he was about to be attacked by an out-of-control person, he said, who looked like a monster. I don't feel like an instigator. I'm just a person that tried, went to a theater with my wife to enjoy a movie, and that's all I intended. For 48 years, I've carried a firearm, either on duty as law enforcement or as retired, with all the proper credentials. I had nowhere else to go, no way to get away. Is At that point is when I went for the weapon. I've never been faced with someone that far out of control or that much rage at one particular time, and with the explosive behavior, both verbally and physically, it was... Uh, Absolutely no alternative to that. Hmm. Here's the full 911 call. This is in the heat of the moment after the shooting. 911, what is the address of emergency? Sir, there's been, sir, there's been a gunshot at the Cobb Theater. Movie Theater, Cobb uh, and Western Chapel, gunshot. Sir, chest. Uh, uh, looks like above the sternum. Uh, some, some type of gunshot. Pistol. Okay. How old is the person? Uh, I don't know. It looks like maybe uh, late 20s, early 30s. There's a male? Male, yes, sir. Do you know who shot him? I'm sorry, yeah, there's still someone shot. Do you know who shot him? Uh, I don't know. Uh, looks like an older gentleman in the movie theater. Is he still in there? I'm sorry? Is he still in there? Yes, he is. The suspect's still in the movie theater? At least there's someone in the way. The suspect's still in the movie theater? Yes, 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 yes. So after that, Curtis Reeves gave his statement. He was arrested, charged with second degree murder and aggravated assault. So if the jury doesn't find for murder, they can go with the lesser charge of aggravated assault. You know, he was upset. Obviously, he's 71 years old. He doesn't want to be in. He's a former SWAT commander. He does not want to be behind bars. In fact, he eventually did bond out. Finally, this year, in 2022, in March, this thing goes to trial. And the jury listens to both sides, as you have been doing. As you heard him say, Curtis Reeves says he didn't feel like the instigator. 
he is just a person that was trying to enjoy a movie with his wife, and that's all he intended. He never, he didn't go there to shoot somebody. And apparently what happened after he went and narked on him to the manager and tried to sit down, apparently Chad Olson threw his popcorn at him. And Curtis did not know what it was. He didn't know if he threw his phone at him or if he punched him, but it it made his glasses go askew. So he had blurred vision and he felt he was being attacked. His glasses weren't knocked off his face, but one of the arms had come off his ear. So the media and the prosecutors characterized the whole thing as that he shot Chad Olson because Chad Olson threw popcorn at him. In fact, Court TV called it the movie popcorn murder trial. And here he is being asked this on the stand by his defense attorney. Did you shoot Mr. Olson because of popcorn? I shot Mr. Olson because I thought he was going to seriously injure me or or potentially kill me. Yeah. I don't know if I buy that. And there's actually video, it's not very good, from inside the movie theater as this whole thing went down. I don't know how upset Chad Olson really was, but his wife was trying to hold him back, that's for sure. But she mitigates the whole thing because here's a man on the phone with his child's babysitter. He's trying to take care of his family in his mind. And this guy sitting behind him is a meddling old fool. The movie hasn't started. I mean, you can kind of rationalize both sides. The young guy is using the F word and the old guy is with his wife and he's trying to protect his wife. And, you know, if he didn't go to the manager, if he just kind of let hashtag LG, LG, let go, let God, then, you know, maybe Chad Olson would still be alive. But no, he decided Mr. By the Book to go get the manager. The manager had to come in and talk to Mr. Olson, which really ticked him off. And you just don't know these days on the roadways, wherever you are, someone may have a gun and things can escalate so quickly. And Curtis Reeves says this went really fast, the way it went downhill. It just takes a second, a hair trigger for something to happen. So here you have a man, a father on the phone with his child's babysitter concerned about his child. You've got a man sitting behind him concerned about the rules in the movie theater. Maybe if they had some sort of um, an adult discourse, like maybe if Chad said, hey man, the movie hasn't started yet. I'm talking to my babysitter about my child. I'll be off the phone in a minute he'd still be alive. I can see both sides of this thing. I just don't think that you need to shoot the guy. I I don't know, but the jury came to a decision and here's their verdict. All jurors are present and coming for your honor. All right. Looks like juror number two, did you have the, do you have the verdict forms? Give them to the bailiff, please. Madam Clerk, would you please publish the verdict? In the courts of the 6th Judicial Circuit in and for Pasco County, Florida, State of Florida versus Curtis Judson Reeves, case number 2014-CF-216-CF-AXES, CF AXES, information for count one, murder in the second degree. Verdict. We the jury finds as follows. The defendant is not guilty. So say we all this 24 fifth day of February 2022, juror number two, four person.
in the courts of the Sixth Judicial Circuit in and for Pasco County, Florida, State of Florida versus Curtis Jetson Reeves, case number 2014, CF 216, CF AXES, information four, count two, aggravated battery, verdict. We the jury find as follows, the defendant is not guilty. So say we all, this 25th day of February, 2022, juror number two, four person. Thank you, Madam Clerk. So not guilty on both counts. The jury felt that Curtis Reeves stood his ground. Okay, that's what the jury found. I will tell you when the verdict was read, Curtis Reeves showed no emotion. He was in complete control of his emotions. He didn't smile. He didn't cry. He didn't even move a muscle in his face. He was completely stoic. I'll tell you, that did show me that he has a modicum of control over himself. In a moment like that, that can change his entire life, he showed no emotion. So perhaps he did carefully assess the situation and act appropriately when he shot Chad Olson. After the verdict was read, Nicole Olson said that she's pushing beyond her anger and she's trying to make love the legacy of her dead husband. And she says that she's still coming to grips with an unexpected acquittal. She thought it was a done deal. On her side of the fence, she thought that her husband was doing the right thing, trying to have a conversation with the babysitter and that this guy behind them was meddling and shot him. But the jury didn't see it that way. So Curtis Reeves is a free man, but this did tie up eight years of his life. It's a long time for something that happened in a split second in a movie theater. It impacted the lives of the Olsen family and of course, Curtis Reeves and his wife. Curtis Reeves though is still alive. Chad Olsen is dead and he left behind his baby daughter, Alexis, who he was on the phone with the babysitter and concerned about at the time he was shot to death. Definitely our, our neighborhood is behind Nicole. She she knows that anything that she needs, she can reach out to anybody here and we're there for her. He was a big part of our lives and we want to keep them in our lives and, and help out in whatever way we can. So popcorn, a pistol, and a cell phone changed the lives of both of these families. And the real shame is that Curtis Reeves actually got what he wanted. He got Chad Olson to put his phone away. So why did this have to end in death? I see you've put your phone away now that I went to get management. I remember feeling this should have been over. He's got what he wanted. Why is he still doing the ha-ha, you did what I told you, I won? It, that's kind of how it felt to me. But unfortunately, the confrontation did continue. My husband said, dude, what's your problem? You know, I wasn't making any noise. The movie hasn't even started, and that's all I remember. Then the argument went from loud to lethal. Off, get out of my face. Uh, you. I'm leaning all the way back in my chair as far as I can to get away from him. And suddenly he's, he's virtually on top of me. And I think I'm saying either no, 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 or whoa, whoa, whoa. Suddenly my head was to the right. So he hit me with something. That's when Reeves pulled his weapon and shot Olson. I did not see him pull it out and I did not see him shoot it. I just saw the spark and heard the noise. 43-year-old Chad Olson did not die immediately. He ended up dying at the hospital and Curtis Reeves was charged with second-degree murder. But in 2017, his defense attorney tried to argue that Reeves shot in self-defense, and he argued the stand-your-ground law. A six-foot-four individual 
standing trying to come over that chair is terrifying. But the judge ruled that the stand your ground law did not apply in this case. So it went to the jury and the jury decided, yes, Curtis Reeves did act in self-defense and was not guilty of murder or assault. He takes a couple steps and he collapses. Are you concerned about your hand or your husband? Oh, my husband. I knew he was way worse than me. Indeed, he was that Monday afternoon at the Cobb 16 Theater in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Chad Olson was shot dead in front of his wife at a screening of the movie Lone Survivor. Well, that's seemingly apropos. That wraps up this episode of Full Rigor. If you have any comments, please contact me on my Full Rigor podcast Instagram page. Be sure to download my podcast, subscribe, and if you'd like, give me a rating. A five stars would be terrific. Just a reminder, my book, The Accuser, The Story of the Big Dan's Gang Rape Murder Victim, is now out on Kindle as well as in paperback. If you'd like to acquire a copy of it, I think you'll find it very interesting. Again, the book is called The Accuser. But as for this episode of Full Rigor, it's not every day a Florida jury acquits a retired police SWAT commander of murder for fatally shooting a fellow moviegoer during an argument over a cell phone. But it happened. That wraps up Full Rigor. Thanks for listening. Until next time.